Billion Braves reporting for duty. Fasten your seatbelts. Hold on to your carrots, comrades. A show of strength today. You're about to enter the Lean Braves Throwdown Zone. Accelerating for the simple solutions, we are Avengers of Health. Hide the donuts. You're listening to the Lean Braves Radio Show at theleanbraves.com on 9-11-11. Welcome, Braves. I'm Ron Jones. I've got David O'Donnell with me today. He's a fellow Russian kettlebell instructor, RKC, from Burbank, California. And he's also a former New York City firefighter, and he was there in September of 2001. And I got to thinking about him the other day because my daughter Alicia was also in New York on 9-11, although Dave uh, flew in a few days later, um, and he'll explain that in a moment. But I started reflecting on it, and, and for me it was a call— of strength to do my part in this country to get people more fit and do our best to meet the challenges coming. And now it's been 10 years. So title of our show today, 9-11, A Call for Strength. And David, thanks a lot for coming on today. I really appreciate your time and, and just talking with us a little bit about fitness today and what you're doing with your new gym down in Burbank. Oh. And thanks a lot. Well, thank you for having me. It's all good. And uh, you just told me before the show you're on the way to see the the New York Yankees. <laughs> yes, they're playing the Angels, so the Angels fans out there, sorry. But they're doing a memorial service, which I think is really cool before the game. That's and, great. Uh, so, uh, Which is great out here that people, sometimes you, I tend to forget that people out here uh, suffer too. Yeah, you know, I was all, all the way out here in California and... Um, Actually, the day that happened, I, I was teaching a fitness class. I lived in Bakersfield at the time, and I was teaching a fitness class at the community college called Shape Up. And it, I had students from 18 to 92 years old, and a lot of the people in the class were seniors. And I had many of the guys that were World War II veterans. And wow. I happened to be the first one to tell them that we had been apparently attacked that morning. And... uh I mean, it's still kind of emotional just to think about, you know, looking at these men that uh, were 80 to 90 years old and knowing what they had been through and, and seeing that emotion on their face. It was uh, pretty sobering. Yeah. But, I was actually in Ecuador. I was building an orphanage. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I remember vividly this woman from Ecuador, Ecuadorian, who was uh, helping at the orphanage. She actually, the way this orphanage was set up is the children's parents who were dying from AIDS would go to this orphanage, and it was almost also like a hospice facility uh -huh. where they would meet their new parents. Sounds a little odd at first, but parents that were dying They uh, had be comforted by meeting the people that were going to be taking care of their children. So they had comfort in that, not knowing. So they knew where their children were going to be, not because if they wouldn't know, I guess that would be, you know, right, extra right. stress on them. Right. And 
interesting. Yeah, so it was an interesting thing they had set up. So I was there when we were just building more more facilities for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this lady that would cook for us and do all this wonderful stuff while we were working there actually uh, came running down uh, this long dirt road to Brian, and she came running right up to me. And uh, told me what happened. It was kind of surreal. Were, were you there with your uh, fellow firefighters, I, or were you there alone? No, no, no. I was there with uh, other people from a church that I, I used to attend. Okay. Uh, so it was so, and then a lot of people from uh, Europe uh-huh. were also there. Hmm. So it was uh, a mixed group of people from all over the world. Hmm. And. Uh, Involved in this uh, project. Yeah. And, uh, so you knew that day that it had happened. I I, I found out that day, and uh, the people that I was was with had no idea, like when they saw how like upset or I was due to the fact that I knew. I just knew when I saw those buildings come down just because I had been at the first attack. Right. That thousands of people had died. Right, right. Including, you know, a lot of your friends and... Yeah, yeah, and, and at that you know, moment, I, I wasn't even just thinking about the firefighters. I was just thinking about everybody. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then my thoughts went to my brother, who's a firefighter, and I knew he'd be down there and Obviously, friends of mine who I knew to be down there, and uh, it was just very surreal for me. And where I was, I was in an area where there's no phones, there's no any of that, and to get to a place where there was phones took me hours to get to, and then to try to get through that was a whole other right problem. Yeah, because my daughter Alicia was there, and and I'd never been to New York City, so I had no uh, concept of real estate there. I didn't know Manhattan from Harlem, you know. And she went to Barnard at Columbia, and I I didn't know her social schedule. I didn't know if she was hanging out down by the Twin Towers. I I had no clue. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for hours we, we didn't know if she was in the blast or. I mean, it was just a you know from here. Uh, very disconnected, horrific kind of experience. But I, I know you're a hardworking guy, and I, I, you mentioned it took days to be able to get back to New York yeah. to get to work to do your yeah. part, and that that must have been pretty uh, frustrating and uh, difficult. Yeah, I, guess. I, I got back in on the 16th as soon as they started lifted the flight restrictions, you know, for whatever the five days that planes weren't allowed to fly. Mm-hmm. And, and the the cool thing was I. They gave me, they redirected me. I went into uh, Miami, and I had to take a cab from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. And then from Fort Lauderdale, I went into JFK. Hmm. And then one of the guys I worked with picked me up, and I went back to my fire town. And the thing is, yeah, I was retired. I've been out, I had snapped my neck in a fire uh, three years earlier, so I got out in 
September 28, 1999, mm-hmm. was my retirement date. My neck had been abused from four to C7. Yeah. Told me to go do something else. Uh, so that's when I moved out to California. But uh, uh, on that day, when I, I flew back to New York, I just went up to my firehouse. I used to work in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. A 75 engine. I just took guys' gear that were off for the day and went down and started working on the recovery effort. Wow. That was surreal in itself, going through something like this. Third world country and the things that we're doing are covering down just the, oh, as they call it, the pile. You know, the, right. You know, uh, it was almost like I was having like, a, like I was in a bubble, uh, somewhat like an out-of-body experience. Just down there, it was like I was very apart. Separate, separated apart from it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I was there, but it didn't seem like I was there. You know? well, well, it was very surreal, and the the imagery um, from the beams and the smoke, and uh, I just, uh, I don't know. It, it's a very bizarre scene, and I can't even imagine being down in the middle of it. So when you came back a few days later, you you know grabbed the gear, went down there, and how many days did you stay helping? I, I, I stayed down at Ground Zero for two and uh, then I actually thought it was best to go represent at the funerals. I went to, I don't know how many, hmm. a day. I'd be at two funerals a day. Wow. And, and I did that for two weeks. And uh, on one day, I actually went to my, you know, to my old firehouse. The guys had been down at the piles digging yeah. and working. Now, that was, so I... No, you're not supposed to do these things, but uh, I I picked up a tour for one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know that we used to work with. And, uh, I, I I did a a night tour at the firehouse. Yeah, off the record, of course. Yeah, I'm sure, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was a it, it was a, a you know crazy time. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure there were a lot of people down there helping and. Um, when things yeah. like that happen, it's uh, you know everybody rolls up their sleeves and they do what they can yeah, you do. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, you d- did you get uh, so you're I know you've uh, you know you're a kettlebell instructor, do TRX a lot of stuff, um, and we've done some training together with um, KBLA and Dr. Chen down there in Santa Monica, and you're a great instructor, yeah, and y- you've talked a lot about you know healing your injuries up with some kettlebells. Did you get hurt after the nine eleven stuff, or was that all before? My my uh, injury to my neck was just, just before that. It was two years before, two or three. I ran because I got out in uh, uh, 1999, September 28, 1999. Is that when you hurt your, your leg and ankle too? or? No, that that happened uh, just after 9-11. Actually, I was training for a, a L.A. County scuba diving course. Uh-huh. They have a course that's I was told was very rigorous mm-hmm. so I had been running and I wound up uh, turning my ankle and I shattered the bones in my ankle mm. I, then I, I then I got it uh, repaired but it never took correctly right and I just recently had another surgery to fix whatever problem I had from that okay and the only thing that actually helped at all was the 
Yeah, you've so, u- you've used that a lot to kind of rehab all this uh, injury movement issue, from what I've correct. heard. Correct. Yeah, great. Now, I have herniated discs at L4, L5. Uh-huh. I have some compression fractures at the eight and nine, and without a doubt, the kettlebells and the one-two legs help me uh, help me with that. You know, I don't have problems with my lower back. Good. I don't have you know I don't have problems with you know my back period. I, I attribute it that to the kettlebell. Good, and your and your place is uh you're down in Burbank. It's called Got Bells, yeah. yeah. Got, yeah. The, the, the name of the gym is the Kettlebell Gym. Uh-huh. And, and, uh huh. And website is gotbells.com. Yeah, and uh, the phone number there, just so I don't forget, is eight one eight six five three three zero six five. Sounds good. And that's I don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I read this morning doing some research. So. Well, like I said, you know, when that happened, I I was in the fitness business already, and I I just felt very passionate about you know trying to help people get stronger, and and uh, you know you've changed careers too, and I'm uh, I don't know how did that affect you moving forward? I mean, did you? Uh, it- I've always been a well, I was a fireman. Where I was a fireman, like fitness and sports were always part of my life. Mm-hmm. After my injury, certain certain exercises and stuff, I, I just couldn't do with the same vigor, if you will. Right. And then uh, when I found uh, the kettlebell with Dr. Chang, uh, that started turning things around for me mm-hmm. uh, big time. I, I couldn't say enough good things about the kettlebell. And, uh, and uh, so... You know, it's a great tool for conditioning and strength, and it it's helped me immensely. I mean, I'm 47, and I wish I would have had the kettlebell when I was back as a fireman because, you know, it may have helped me big time. Right, and there are a lot of firemen using the kettlebell now as a tool. Oh, absolutely. What a great tool for, like, the nature of firefighting, especially, like, where I work or, like, uh, you know, like, Right. You know, uh, we're trying to get uh, Firebells on to do a show with us. Zara Horton and Charles Bustos out there in Albuquerque. They're they're tearing it up with the firefighters, man. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you need, like, strength and endurance. Yeah. And it's almost like you do a sprint, you know, like in structural firefighting. It's a little different than, you know, wild bird firefighting. Mm-hmm. And um, so that strength and endurance that the kettlebell gives you, uh, it's just amazing what it would how it would help on the fire floor. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah, and I, 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 I was talking to another firefighter that was there in 9-11, and uh, he uses the kettlebells down on the East Coast for some of his people. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the uh, the oxygen tanks and utilization rates that, I, you I know. I don't want to, if they're air tanks. Just, yeah, they're air uh, tanks, how he can last longer under air because he's got a better, more efficient cardio system with the kettlebell training. I thought that was kind of an interesting perspective. Yeah, with the breath, you know, it's just how, like, it, it helps you with the breathing, focusing on the breath, you know, and the way the hard style uh, does that definitely makes sense that it helps him with his breathing, mm-hmm. you know. How did you find the kettlebell? Um, uh, online, I, I remember years and years and years ago looking at uh, stuff Pavel had written was saying, oh, I got to send some of this out, check some stuff out. Uh-huh. And just 
one day I saw that, you know, on, online that uh, Dr. Chang was doing a class down in Santa Monica. And I said, I got to come down there and check it out. Yeah. I like I like the way he thought. I like his style. Two gentlemen. And yeah. He knows his stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll watch him for that. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot down there. got me excited about kettlebells. <laughs> and now I have a, a real passion for it. Even like I, I talk about that, like at my gym, we also do PRX, which is another great tool that I, I, I'm, I have passion for. I think the two of them are, you know, go great together. Yeah, and how long has your gym been opened? Uh, and again, we're talking about uh, David O'Donnell's gym down in Burbank called the Kettlebell Gym, and gotbells.com is his web address. So what's about a year, it's two years? A year and a half. year, year and, and a half. half. And, uh, I don't advertise. Everything is my word of mouth. Uh-huh. And with the way it's set up, uh, it's very family-oriented. So I have, like, I have some couches and stuff set up. So, and coloring books and stuff for kids to play, you know, toys they can hang out and play with so their parents can bring their kids. And it's not like, you know, you go to a regular gym and they take them off to some room. Right. Actually, you get to watch your mom and dad train and you see what they're doing. So you hopefully, as the kids get older, it kind of, carries over to them, if that makes sense. Absolutely, and that's, that's a very important uh, mission here at the Lean Berets is helping children get fit and strong and, and get away from this child obesity stuff. In fact, we're getting ready to do a series of shows on the vanishing physical education programs in this country starting next week. So I'm glad the kids are down there and they're, they're watching adults uh, lead by example, basically yes. getting some sweat on. <laughs> yeah, and, and the way it's set up, it's like, we work hard, but we also, in, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. all like, uh, like trying to kill yourself. It's about functional fitness, and the kids see this, and they they see their parents have, you know, that it can be enjoyable. And then after class is over, people sit around, they'll talk, I have an area where they can do that, and yeah. I'll let the kids come out, they'll play on the TRX, and I'll do some stuff with them just for fun, to make it really fun, just so they, they feel comfortable, and, uh, you know, I don't get into too much with them, but, like, just playing on the TRX and get them moving, and we'll do some stretching and different things, just to let them know, like, this is the thing. Yeah, well, we'll have to come down one day with the Turbo Twins, or eight, so... Um, oh, they'd, they'd love it. Yeah. yeah they'd love the place. It's a nice little place, and you never have more than ten in the class, that's the way it's set up. It's, yeah. Uh, very intimate, friendly place. Yeah. No, I look forward to coming down, and, and definitely Candace will be down for that TRX cert. And, and uh, well, this has been, it's been great. I mean, uh, I was setting up for the show today, and I think uh, a lot of Americans, as they flash back and see things on the television today and kind of remember where they were at, for my generation, you know, it's one of those pivotal moments. Um. It was kind of emotional, you know, just setting everything up and thinking about everything that happened. And I know it's uh, it's hard for you to talk about it, but I, I appreciate you coming on and and telling us a little bit about, you know, what happened there and and uh, the strength that uh, Americans had to have, and and also some people from other countries that were helping us out as well. And, Absolutely. And I I wish you the best in your uh, new gem ventures and. And moving forward with that passion, you know, after living through something like that, I'm sure, you know, you have a little 
appreciation for uh, still being here, and there must be a purpose for your life, and I, I think you're living that through some strength training down there at your gym in Burbank for sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. I wish I could have uh, shared more. It's just a weird thing uh, for me to talk about. Yeah, well, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna chat with you just a little bit after I after I close out here. But anyway, this has been uh, David O'Donnell from the Kettlebell Gym down in Burbank, and his web address. If you're down in Southern California and want to go down and get some nice training with Dave, it's uh, gotbells.com. His phone number is eight one eight six five three three oh six five. Thanks again, Dave. Thank you. You've been listening to Lean Braze Radio Show at theleanbraze.com. Music today provided by Stanley J. Tucker. Until next time, stay strong. Never forget.